Welcome back to the Penalty Flag Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ash. Today's going to be a little different today. As you may notice, I didn't let Tony come in and, and you know say anything. That's because Tony today uh, couldn't make it. There was a scheduling conflict today. So it's just going to be a little short episode by me today. Um, so if you don't like my voice, you can click off now. If you do like my voice, then you're in luck. Because uh, it's just going to be me today. Um, it'll still be the same format. Uh, we're still going to talk about the week that was. We're going to talk about a couple things that happened during the week this week. Um, and we're going to talk about the games that are going to be uh, coming up. So, um, you know, without further ado, I just want to get into it. This week, to me, last week, week 15, reminded me a lot of just a lot of teams shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, there was a lot of teams that, you know, came out of nowhere um, that had a chance to win a lot of these games, and they just didn't. They just didn't. They, they shot themselves in the foot a couple times. Uh, and there was some surprising wins in this week. I'm looking at the scores. There was a lot of surprising wins this week, a lot of surprising things that I just want to get right into um, today. The first one, uh, Thursday Night Football, Chiefs versus the Chargers at home for the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. The Chargers had every chance to win this game. And really what it came down to was a lot of missed opportunities by the head coach. And I would say a lot of the blame goes to the head coach for this game. Um, the Chargers were in, you know, if the Chargers were in a couple of fourth down situations that if they had just kicked the field goal, they would have won this game. Um, they lost in overtime. They shouldn't have gone down to that in the first place. The Chargers, that head coach, they got too greedy a lot of times. They went forward and forth down on three separate occasions and just didn't convert on any of those. The first one uh, really wasn't their fault. The guy would have had it had he not gotten hurt, that uh, concussion in the end zone. But it really just didn't come down to that too because they still lost. They went to overtime. So even if they had gotten one of those, uh, they would have won that game. And what this does is this just propels the Chiefs back into that first place category, which we all thought they were going to be in the first, you know, at the beginning of the season. We all thought that the Chiefs were going to be good. Um, if you asked me at the beginning of the season last year, if at week 15, if the Chiefs were going to be the number one seed in the AFC, I would have said, yeah, that makes sense. Like that, that's the only team in my eyes that I can see would be the number one seed in the AFC. Um, that are the Bills at the beginning of the season. And, you know, the Chiefs have really just been kind of throwing themselves uh, this season. At the beginning of the season, they were kind of getting figured out. Me and Tony were talking about how, you know, they were just getting figured out and how Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing to his best ability and how the Chiefs offense was sluggish and the defense was getting up a lot of points. Well, now they kind of clamped it down and and they really have, you know, changed the outcome of their season. They are in sole position of the first place in the AFC. And, you know, I don't really see another team right now that would be able to take over that spot just so late in the season. Uh, the Patriots, if they hadn't lost to the Colts, I'll get to that in a second. But if the Patriots didn't lose to the Colts, then, well, they would have the number one in the AFC. But I would also say that they, you know, could hold on to that. I still think the Patriots are a better team than the Chiefs. Uh, but the Chiefs offense is showing up and the defense is really showing up. So, you know, this is the team, this is the scary team, the AFC that, you know, could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'd say um, that the Patriots, the Colts, um, honestly, those three teams are the ones that I can say would, I would say would represent the AFC uh, for the Super Bowl and the Chiefs with the number one seed in the AFC. That definitely helps them out a lot. The next game I want to talk about the Patriots versus the Colts. I can talk all day about this game if I wanted to. This was the definition of a team that was so cocky of themselves. This was a trap game for them. Uh, the Colts' Jonathan Taylor ran pretty well, but they did a pretty good job of holding him down, too. Um, there was a couple times that there was a couple series where he went three and out. Uh, the defense did, you know, didn't do their job for the first half of the game. Uh, 
but the Colts also gave them an opportunity to come back. And the Patriots scored 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. One of the craziest fourth quarters I think I have ever seen as a Patriots fan. Um, but they just they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They, you know, they they had the punt block, uh, and then they had a bunch of punts that you know they had a punt block for a touchdown. They had a bunch of punts that went out of bounds, well short of what they should be. Jake Bailey was just not showing up. The entire team really just didn't show up for that game. The offense was sluggish until the fourth quarter. The defense was sluggish until the fourth quarter, and eventually sluggish when they let the run when they let Jonathan Taylor run for that MVP style sixty something yard touchdown run at the end of the game to close it. Uh, but the one thing I do want to say, as much as they have shot themselves in the foot, if you're a Patriots fan, this is the game that you want to lose. Um, and, and I hate to say that because you want to win every game that you can, and this game definitely hurts them because it gets them out of the top seed in the AFC. But what I do tell a lot of people is, if you're a Patriots fan, and if you told a fan at the beginning of the season that Week 15 they would be the second seed in the AFC and the top team in their division, you'd take that in a heartbeat. You'd say, yes, absolutely, they are light years ahead of what they were last year. Mac Jones is looking like a true rookie of the year. That offense is clicking. That defense is clicking, except for against the Colts game. They come off a bye week. They have a seven-game win streak. They're probably feeling themselves a little bit. Uh, and they did get their their you know their face. They got punched in the face. And I think that, that if you're a Patriots fan, uh, that's probably the best thing that can happen to this team is to lose that hard to the Colts. Um, it was going to be a tough game. I knew it was going to be a tough game. If Tony was here, he would say them Colts are legit, which there are. I mean, they, they truly are legit. You know, Jonathan Taylor looks like the MVP. I think he should be considered for the MVP. That guy is the sole reason that they are le- legitimate football team. Carson Wentz did nothing against the Patriots. They held him in check. They lost that game because of Jonathan Taylor and because of their own mistakes. Uh, I do like the fight that the Patriots had at the end of this game. They really brought themselves back 20 to nothing. They went back 17 to 20. They almost tied the thing up. Uh, if it wasn't for the Colts running off that thing, if they had stopped him and they got a third, you know, they got a three and out and they got the ball back with a couple of minutes left to play. There's no doubt in my mind that they either could have tied it or won that game. Um, and that's even after all those mistakes. So if you're a Patriots fan, don't feel too bad about this game. Uh, you have a good game coming up against the bills next week. That can be something that you can work with and you can move on from this game. And I think a lot of people were saying, you know, they're on a seven game win streak. If they were to win out and win the Super Bowl. They would have to win the next seven, which is a 14-game win streak. That has not happened to close the season out since the Patriots last did it in 2004, 2003 or 2004. If you're a Pats fan, don't look too hard about this game. It, it sucks. It's a disappointing game. It's a hurt. It, it hurts a lot. But the next week is a lot more important than this week was because although this week would have locked up the number one seed in the AFC, I don't think they were as good as they should be to be the number one seed in the AFC, where maybe next year or the year after that. But if you win next week, you basically lock that division. If you win next week, you solidify yourselves in the playoffs. You can regroup. You can refocus. You can sort of work yourself out to finish the year strong, and you're in the playoffs. So the next week is a little bit more important than this week. Um, That's what I had to say about that. The Cardinals. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to start with this game. So the Cardinals are fighting for that number one seed in the AFC. Right now, they're tied with the Rams. They're tied record with the Rams right now. They are the third seed in the AFC. They dropped down from one to three because they lost to probably the worst team in football, the Lions, who are already eliminated from playoff contention. So you have a team that has a must-win game against the Lions. They're the number one seed in the the NFC, and they lose to the Lions, who are eliminated from playoff contention anyways. And this wasn't even just like a, oh, it was like a 21 to 17, like, oh, you know, last play. No, it was 30 to 12. 
the Lions beat them 30 to 12 in their stadium in Detroit. And if I'm Caroline, I mean, if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm the Cardinals, if I'm Arizona, I am very scared right now for what this team can do without DeAndre Hopkins. It's not like they won on a weird field goal in overtime, or it's not like they won on a weird field goal with a second left. This game was over well before it even was halftime. This game was done, and the Lions showed up. I mean, hats off to the Lions. You have a game that doesn't really matter for your season. If anything, it hurts your draft capital if you win this game, and they don't care. They go out and they win this game. And, you know, for me, this just, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm scared because the only piece you're really missing is DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray was playing. Their defense was playing. The only guy who was really out was DeAndre Hopkins who can make that much of an impact. Now, there are some guys that are out and maybe some things, you know, there are definitely guys who are hurt. Um, You know, it's a long season. It's week 15. Guys are going to be dinged up. But this game, you really should, you know, the it's the Lions. It's the Lions. You should go in there, sweep the floor, solidify yourself as still a top seed in the AFC. And what I was going to ask Tony too is, now they're tied with the Rams, and the Rams are kind of on a surge. The Rams could take the top spot in the AFC in the NFC if the Cardinals end up losing a couple more games. They really look lost without DeAndre Hopkins, and it's scary. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins could be back for the playoffs, which is good for them. Uh, but it, it it wouldn't matter anyways. Like you might end up being a wild card team. Right now you're at the top of the division, but you're the third seed. I don't know, but now at the with the Buccaneers' loss, I think they're still. I think they're the third seed still. Um, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing and it really makes you wonder about this team, whether they're feeling themselves too much, whether they're too cocky. Um, maybe this loss was good for them to sort of recoup. It's, it is, if I'm a player, this is the most embarrassing type of loss that I can really imagine, uh, for the Cardinals team. And, you know, for Cardinals fans, it's embarrassing for Lions fans. Good for you. You guys won your Super Bowl. I mean, you're probably going to lose out the rest of the season because you guys are the Lions. But maybe not, though, too, because, you know, go go out and defeat the top seed in the AFC. Literally, this NFC, this game was the worst team in, in football. Just beat the best team in football. And that stuff doesn't happen. That stuff shouldn't happen, especially after the Lions already got eliminated from playoffs. Jets versus the Dolphins. The only thing I want to say about this game is the Dolphins defense is legit. This Dolphins defense is scary. This Dolphins defense is going to give me nightmares. If you know, they could they could easily get a playoff spot. They're not in right now, but if the Patriots beat the Bills next week and the Dolphins just keep on winning and they end up winning out and they beat the Patriots at the end of the season, they could easily find themselves in a playoff spot. And when they get to the playoffs, you know, all hell could break loose. This defense is showing up. It's that Brian Flores defense and it's that zero blitz. No one can figure it out. No one can figure it out. It's the exact same schemes that they were running in New England when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. That great offense of the Rams got blown out, not blown out, but they got shut down by the New England Patriots defense in the Super Bowl. And this is the exact same defensive schemes, the exact same zero blitz. This Dolphins team is scary. Uh, We are sleeping on them way too hard. This team should be in the playoffs. If they're not, it's because they're a bad start at the beginning of the season. But this team next year, if they continue going on what they are right now, this is a very competitive division with the Patriots, the Bills, and the Dolphins. The Packers and the Ravens. I mean, I said the Packers are going to win. I think the world said the Packers are going to win. What I do have to say, though, is the Ravens have a good quarterback in Tyler Huntley. If Lamar Jackson isn't good to go, he's not good to go. The thing about the Ravens, though, they have to fix their defense. This defense is god-awful. This is a god-awful defense. You cannot win games, and you cannot stay a playoff team 
uh, with this division. With the with the Bengals coming up, you can't stay in this division with the Browns kind of in a weird situation. I get that there's injuries. I understand that there's injuries. But you gotta you gotta show up against a team like the Packers. This is your statement win, especially with a backup quarterback. And they had a position to do it. What I do have to say though is their coach deserves all of the blame for this loss. Well, their defense and their coach, but their coach deserves a lot of the blame for this loss. What I tell a lot of people, and if Tony was here, I would say the exact same thing. The coach, and we're gonna talk about this later too. I'll I'll give my take a little bit later more in depth, but you always go for the points. And he tried to go for two, and it was a couple weeks in a row that he tried to go for two, and it just doesn't work out. How many times are you going to do this before you learn that it's not going to work? Packers now take the top spot in the NFC thanks to the Cardinals' loss against the Lions. Packers now run the NFC, so it's now the Packers and the Chiefs. That Honestly, we could be seeing a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl, and, and I have no problem saying that. The Packers do not look like they have any weaknesses, and the Chiefs look like they fixed all their weaknesses too. These are some two powerhouse teams. The Packers are the best team in the NFL. The next game I want to talk about, the Saints 9, Buccaneers 0. Buccaneers put up a goose egg with Tom Brady as their quarterback. Now you could point to the thing and you can say, oh, you know, they don't have they don't have any receivers. They don't know whatever. Tom Brady, for his entire career, hasn't really had that receiver. He had Randy Moss in 2007, and he had Gronk for a lot of his you know career. And he had Edelman, and he had all these guys, Wes Welker. But none of those guys really popped the top off like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. That trio of wide receivers is probably one of the best trios of wide receivers in the NFL. All those guys are pretty dinged up. And what this loss really tells me is that Tom Brady at 44 is not the same quarterback as he was when he was playing in 2012 with the Patriots. And it's easy to say that, and you can say, oh, well, he he's still leading the league in passing yards. He won the Super Bowl last year. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm saying he can't get it done anymore as he could. Because before, with a roster like Edelman, and Welker and (laughs) like these no-name receivers that just come out of nowhere. He's making it work and he's going to the AFC championship game. He's going to the Super Bowl. He's going to the playoffs. But now you have, you know, a roster like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, you win the Super Bowl last year. Good. I mean, he's still a great quarterback. He's a good field general. But when you have to make him win your own games, when you have guys who just can't get open, when you have receivers that are not you know breaking the depth chart in any other team they're basically on their practice squad with their wide receivers and he he can't get anything done against the saints now hats off to the saints defense you guys did a great job you guys did a great show you held tom brady to zero points that is the, one of the hardest things to do in the, in the nfl the last time brady was shut out i forget the stat but it's some crazy number of days that he's been held without a that he's been held without a single point um it's been a lot of games and they just did it this time, the Buccaneers cannot beat the Saints in the regular season. It's just Brady has not done it since he's been in uh, Tampa Bay. He's not beaten the Saints in the regular season. So hats off to Sean Payton for that. Hats off to the Saints defense. Hats off to the Saints. You guys got a win against a really good opponent in the Buccaneers. But right now, the Buccaneers don't have any wide receivers. They don't have any defense. Their cornerbacks are still beat up. And Tom Brady's just not that guy anymore. He can get it done when you have the supporting cast. He can win the Super Bowl every year if he plays with that supporting cast. But when you have to make him win games with some subpar receivers, some no-name receivers, like he did back in the Patriots era, it's not going to get done. He's 44 years old. He's You can see the, the difference. It's hard to see it with the mask of the wide receivers, just how good they are. But when you make it, when you give him just average receivers, just like he was in New England, he's not that guy anymore. So those are kind of the ones that I wanted to highlight this week. Those are my, you know, going over week 15. Some pretty good games. A lot of shooting yourselves in the foot. 
a lot of shooting yourselves in the foot. Chargers shot themselves in the foot. Patriots shot themselves in the foot. Uh, Cardinals shot themselves in the foot. Uh, and you could just go on Ravens. You could just go on and on and on. Bears. The Bears could have won against the Vikings, but that offense is so bad that they can't get anything going, even with Justin Fields. The one thing I do have to say about Justin Fields, though, and this is just kind of my my rambling thoughts here, there's, there's no rhyme or reason why I'm talking about this game. Everyone knew the Vikings were going to beat the Bears. Justin Fields made some really bad throws. And you could say what you want about Matt Nagy. You could say what you want about the offensive coordination. You can say whatever you want about the talent on that team. But there's some wide open receivers that Justin Fields is missing. And he's throwing to the wide receivers. He's throwing to the receivers and the running backs and the tight ends. And they're wide open. And he misses them by about five, three, five, ten yards. And it's I get he's a rookie, but when you trade when you trade up to pick eleven and you pick Justin Fields as the guy who's supposed to carry your offense, you can't be making those mistakes. He's going to get him fixed out. I, I I have full confidence in Justin Fields that he's going to be able to pull it together. But Bears, I would be a little disappointed in your quarterback. You know, you could defend him all you want. You can say, is your rookie? It's the quarterback. It's Matt Nagy. It's the offense. It's whatever. But you can't be missing wide open receivers like that. There was a couple fourth down conversions that he was just missing outright. Now it's time for the four quarters. Uh, we're actually going to do three quarters today. I was going to have four quarters with Tony. Tony was going to help me come up with the last one. Um, actually, you know what? I do have I do have four quarters. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Um, so this is the official debate section of the podcast. There's not going to be much of a debate because there's not another debate person. So I'm just going to say some things about what happened in the NFL this week, and I'm just going to say my take on them. Um, so the NFL Pro Bowl rosters were released uh, yesterday. Who got snubbed? Who would you replace? Um, you know, it, it would be nice to have another guy here to talk about, but you know, I, I think you know the Pro Bowl rosters were released. Jonathan Taylor is the Pro Bowl running back for the AFC. That makes sense. Um, some guys I think got snubbed though. I think uh, Josh Allen should absolutely be in the uh, Pro Bowl over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's been hurt for a lot of the season, and Josh Allen has been doing everything he can to be a just an insane passer, insane runner. He's doing everything Lamar Jackson's doing. It's just he's not hurt. And Lamar Jackson has been, you know, he's been good. He's been playing good. I just think it's a little recency bias that they're talking about Lamar Jackson and not Josh Allen. I think he should have got a Pro Bowl. I'm really happy J.C. Jackson got a Pro Bowl. That's his first time. I think he deserves it. Uh, Diggs got a Pro Bowl. I'm pretty happy for him on the Cowboys. He deserves it too. All those interceptions got to add up. So that's kind of what I got to say. Uh, I'm not really familiar with the Pro Bowl rosters here. Uh, quarter number two, the number two seed Arizona Cardinals lost to the playoff eliminated Lions in a must win for the Cardinals, dropping them into the three seed, tying the record for the NFC West with the Rams. Can the Rams steal that divisional spot or can the Cardinals hold on to that division? Well, it comes down to what they play next. So let's look at the Cardinals schedule. The Cardinals schedule next week, they play the Colts and the Cowboys. They play the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. After what I saw against the Lions last week, they are absolutely going to lose against the Colts and they can absolutely lose against the Cowboys. They can drop because the Rams season, let's take a look at the Rams. Let's take a peek at the Rams. The Rams play the Vikings, the Ravens, and the 49ers. I think the Rave, I think the Rams can beat all three of those teams, especially the way that they're playing right now. So if the Rams win out and the Cardinals lose two or one of those last games, they are going to lose that top divisional spot. I would say right now with all confidence, and this is my take for this thing, and Tony can throw a challenge flag if he wants, if he was here. The Rams are going to steal the divisional spot from the the Cardinals. That loss against the Lions, it comes down to when you have a powerhouse team at the top of that conference, 
It's going to come down to one game that they should have won. For the Patriots, it was that first game against Miami. It was that first week against Miami. That's going to come back to haunt them. The Cardinals this year, the Lions game is going to come back to haunt them. You should have won that game. You are not in the playoffs yet. When you get in the playoffs, then you can start losing games. But when you're the top seed in the NFC and you're not even in the playoffs yet, you have to win every game that you can because the Rams are coming and the Bucks are coming and the Packers are coming and they just overtook you. So right now you're the third seed and you just lost to the Lions. The Rams are going to take that divisional spot. That's my take. The alternative is, I mean, if you're going to take the Altaria side, if Tony was here and if there was someone who was going to debate me, they'd probably say maybe the Lions was a fluke. Maybe they're feeling themselves. Maybe this is a, a win that's going to beat them back into shape, just like the Colts are beating the Patriots back in shape. Uh, so we'll see what they can do. This is a really good game against the Colts next week. This is a huge game against the Colts next week and the Cowboys right after that. So it's going to come down to what can they do against the Colts? The Colts just shattered the Patriots. They just, they shattered that win streak. So who knows? Can the Cardinals come back? Can they regroup? Can they get their players together? Can they overcome the loss of DeAndre Hopkins? And can you beat a red hot Colts team with Jonathan Taylor, who is just crushing defenses? Because the Cardinals defense is not doing what they should be doing right now. That is a championship defense at the beginning of the year. Not anymore. They have not shown in the last couple of weeks that they are able to take this team to the promised land. So they got to get it together or they're going to lose that spot. Quarter number three, the Ravens have dropped three straight games after going for two-point win instead of taking the game to overtime. They are now out of the playoffs with only three weeks left to go in the season. Is this coach to blame for the sudden drop of the season? Can they make the playoffs? Their next game is against the Bengals. So my take here is the coach is absolutely to blame, to blame for what happened. When you get down in a close game against a good opponent like the Packers. You and maybe maybe he's saying maybe his D I get I understand the defense. I understand the defense can't stop anything. But when you get down and you finally tie the game up and it's like a second left to go in the game, you never go for two. You never go for two. You always go for the point to get it to overtime. Kick it to overtime, regroup your team, your offense is tired, get them back, regroup the team. Come up with a plan for overtime. If you get the ball first, you have a really good shot of winning this game. If you don't, you hold that offense. You hold that Packers offense, which I understand. The defense can't stop Aaron Rodgers. I get that. They weren't able to stop him all night. But give your team a shot to win it on their own terms. Give a team a shot to win it on the coin toss. Give a team a shot to win it in overtime. Don't go for two, especially after a couple weeks ago you tried to go for two against the Steelers. That didn't work. And that should have been your wake-up call to not go for it. Look at what happened to the Chargers. They tried to go for it on fourth down every single time they were in that position. And they lost the game because of it. When you're in that position, you always go for points. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. It doesn't matter what your defense looks like. Always go for the points because you never know what's going to happen. The guy could muff it on the kickoff. I mean, you know, you could pick it off and run it for a touchdown. The running back could fumble. It could be a bad snap. You never know what's going to happen. So give your team a shot. The odds of winning on a two-point conversion at the end of the game are very slim, and we've seen it right now. What just happened? And right now they're in, they're in position to lose that wild card, that divisional spot. They're going to lose the division because of these games, and that's two win. That's two losses. They lost three. They lost three straight games, and two of them were because of a two-point conversion that went wrong. You always go for two. 
Learn from your mistake. John Harva, stop. It's just, it's, I could go on and on and on about this. I am such a big component. I am such a big proponent on always go for the points. Never try to go for the win. It never works. I I appreciate the balls. I do. I appreciate the, the, the aggressiveness of play calling. Win it right here. Let's win it right here and go home. Let's shock the world. Don't do it with like two seconds left in the game when you're down by a point. You're down by a point. You can tie this game up and take it to overtime and win it there. You are not going to win it on that two-yard line. The fourth one, playoff bracket. So what me and Tony were going to do is we are going to build our own playoff brackets. Like dark horses, each conference can make their own bracket, all that stuff. So I'm going to kind of give my rundown of what I think is going to happen. I think for the NFC, I think it's going to be number one, Packers. Number two, Rams. Number three, Buccaneers. Number four, Cowboys. After that, I see the Cardinals at five, 49ers at six, and the last one, someone to squeak it in at the end. I see either the Vikings or I see the Eagles. I see more so the Eagles than the Vikings. So for my AFC bracket, right? So this is my AFC one. I have the Chiefs at one, Patriots at two, Colts at three, Bengals at four. After that, I have the Bills at five, the Chargers at six, and the Ravens at seven. So the Ravens, those last couple wins, those three straight losses are really going to come back to bite you because now you're going to be in my playoff prediction, you're going to be at the seventh seed. So, so that's what I got. That's my that's my that's my playoff prediction bracket. I I have the 49ers taking over. I mean, I have the Rams taking over the Cardinals. And then I have the Bengals overtaking the Ravens. I have the Ravens dropping all the way down to seven. So that's uh not a good look for that. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. That's a pretty good prediction, I think, for myself. So the week that's going to be, I'm just going to predict some games that are going to happen. Right now, as I'm recording this, the 49ers are already beating the Titans. I was going to pick the 49ers already. 49ers are up 10 to nothing right now. It's before the halftime. So now you get to know when I record these things. Um, so right now we have the 49ers beating the Titans. So I'm just going to read the thing. So Colts at Cardinals. I'm going to pick the upset alert here. I'm going to pick the Colts are going to beat the Cardinals at home. So it's the Cardinals home. So it's the Colts are going to come into the Arizona, beat the Cardinals. They're going to keep riding that win streak. Cardinals drop two straight. They're going to lose that top spot to the Rams because the Rams are going to beat the Vikings. That's my next pick. So Colts beat the Cardinals. Uh, Rams beat the Vikings. Rams overtake that seed. They're going to take the division. They're going to take that two spot. So a lot of stuff can happen. And this is this is the big test for the Cardinals, and I just don't think they can overcome the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to be reeling from that Lions loss last week, and the Colts are going to be surging from the Patriots' win last week. So Colts take the Cardinals, Rams take the Vikings. Giants versus the Eagles in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to beat the Giants. Eagles win. Ravens versus the Bengals. I say it says Lamar Jackson's not going to play next week, or at least he's not practicing this week, so I'm all, I can only assume that Tyler Huntley is going to take over. He's doing a really good job as a backup, but I think the Bengals are going to beat the Ravens. I think the Ravens just dropped four straight games, and there it goes. Now they're down to the seventh seed. So that that's what I think is going to happen, and that's why I think the Ravens are going to drop all the way down. The Ravens are at the top seed at one point. They're going to drop down. The Bengals are – this is a huge division game, by the way. Because if the Ravens beat the Bengals, they take the top seat. They, they they take the top team in the division. If the Bengals beat the Ravens, they keep the top team in the division. I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Ravens because the Ravens' defense is not doing well, and the coach is probably going to do something like he did a couple weeks ago, where you're going to try to go for two because you need to salvage every win that you can. Buccaneers versus the Panthers. Buccaneers are going to come out and they're going to win. Tom Brady doesn't win two in a row, especially after an embarrassing loss like that against the Saints. 
Tom Brady's going to come into the Carolina. They're going to, it's going to be close. I mean, Tom Brady's still not that guy as much as I'm saying that, as much as it hurts for me to say as a Patriots fan, Tom Brady is just not that guy. So Tom Brady comes into Carolina, beats the Panthers. It's going to be close. It's going to come down to maybe a touchdown, one score, maybe field goal. Um, because he just doesn't have one to throw to. If he had Mike Evans, oh, actually, Antonio Brown's coming back soon. Um, and it depends on if Mike Evans can play. If those guys come back, it's going to be a blowout. But if those guys don't play, it's going to be close. But I still think either way, who regardless of who plays, Buccaneers are going to beat the Panthers. Broncos versus the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders right now because they're at home. This is such a toss-up game right now because the Raiders are really trying to fight for a wild-card spot, and so are the Broncos. So the Broncos, are, I think, are the weaker team than the Raiders. I think the Raiders had a pretty good couple wins you know, a couple weeks ago, and they're trying to get their rhythm back together. they got a better offense. Josh Jacobs is back. He's doing okay. Derek Carr is doing everything he can. I think the Raiders are going to come and they're going to beat the Broncos. As much as I love the Broncos defense, I think the Raiders offense is just going to overcome that. Washington versus the Cowboys. This is a good game because it shows the Cowboys, can they beat the Washington team? That's been surprising a lot of people uh, recently. This is the Sunday night game. I don't think this should be Sunday night. I think this should be a 425 game, but it is the Sunday night game. I think Cowboys beat the Washington uh, football team uh, by a pretty good margin. Um, The Cowboys don't really seem to be missing any pieces. They're trying to keep that division they might lock the division this week um cowboys beat the washington football team browns versus the packers packers are going to win this game this is a pretty this is a pretty clear win um this is a christmas game uh packers browns this would be a good game if the browns weren't so beat up uh but the packers number one seed in the in the nfc they're going to keep that they're going to beat the browns uh the browns are might miss the playoffs this year they're out of the playoffs right now uh and it's really just sad to see what injuries have done to this team because i really like the browns i like what they've been able to do i like their coach i like their quarterback i like their team uh but the packers are just going to overcome that and it's going to be crushing loss for the browns merry christmas packers fans you're going to get your win in a snowy green bay i'm going to say the lions win two straight the lions are going to beat the falcons they got nothing to lose so they're going to try as hard as they can you know you have your team you have a coach you're going to try to win for him Falcons, you got, you know, you have a chance kind of to make the playoffs. It's not mathematically, I mean, you're not going to make the playoffs, but it's not mathematically killed. Uh, But I think the Lions are going to beat the Falcons in Atlanta. I think the Lions are going to shock the world. I'm picking a lot of upsets right now. I picked the Colts to beat the Cardinals. I'm picking the Lions to beat the Falcons. Jaguars versus the Jets. I'm going to choose the Jaguars to win this game against the Jets. Urban Meyer's gone. The team is rallying around the fact that they have an interim head coach. They're loving the fact that that toxic coach is out of there. I wish we, I, of course, he had to get fired right before, you know, right after we recorded the podcast last week because we were talking about last week whether, you know, that they should fire him. And I said that Urban Meyer should get fired, but they won't fire him because I didn't think the Jaguars had the balls to fire him. <laughs> they proved me wrong, you know, good for, good for Jaguar, good for Jacksonville for getting rid of that head coach. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Jets at home. Uh, Bills versus the Patriots. This is the biggest game of the Patriots season. The day after Christmas, the biggest game of the Patriots season. Patriots got embarrassed against the Colts last week in front of a national crowd. And the Bills are trying to take the division. It's going to be a clash. It is going to be a bloodbath. It is going to be a very emotion-driven week. And Belichick does not win two of those games in a row. He doesn't. I mean, he does not lose two of those games in a row. Belichick is going to come in there. He's got a plan for the Bills. They have not seen here. Here's a little thing for for people who are paying attention. 
because the Patriots only passed three times against their play against their uh, you know against their game with the Bills the last time, they have an entirely new an entirely open playbook that they can use against the Bills this week. So not only are they using plays from last week, but they're using plays from this week too, or plays from two weeks ago, and they're using plays for this week. So the Patriots have a, a wide open, basically double thick playbook of passing plays that they can use against the Bills. And right now, they're mad and they're hungry and they want the division. They the Bills took the division last year. Good, have your year, have your, you know, have your T-shirts, have your celebration. Patriots are going to beat the Bills. Patriots are at home. It's a huge deal that the Patriots beat the Bills in their hometown a couple weeks ago. Um, now they have to come to Foxborough, and they have a rabid crowd. This crowd is going to be so into this game. It's going to be loud. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be gritty. Patriots beat the Bills in a pretty decisive win uh, to solidify themselves as the division leader. Chargers versus the Texans. Chargers have a lot to prove. Texans have nothing to prove. Chargers go and beat the Texans. I just don't see the Texans beat the Chargers. Bears Seahawks. This it, this is it's just kind of sad because I like both these teams, um, and I think the Seahawks are a little disappointed. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game because they have Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game because they are pissed off, um, and the Bears are just too incompetent to be able to hold anything against this dysfunctional Seahawks team. So the Seahawks come in. Uh, are the the Seahawks are at home? They're in Seattle. They're going to win in front of their crowd. They're going to give them a good Christmas present day after Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, guys. Seahawks win. Steelers versus the Chiefs. Chiefs have to hold on for dear life for that top seed in the AFC. If they lose and the Patriots win, they might be able to take that top spot again because they would win the the, the conference record. Um, but I think the Chiefs beat the Steelers. The Steelers are just the Steelers might win against the dysfunctional Ravens team. Steelers might win against you know your every average run of the mill team. Chiefs are not your average run-of-the-mill team. Chiefs are coming together. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. Their special teams are good. This team looks like the top seed in the AFC for good reason, and they are. So the Chiefs are going to beat the Steelers. Chiefs right arrowhead. Chiefs beat the Steelers. The Monday night game, Dolphins versus the Saints. I have no idea with this game because both of these teams are so close to each other. The Saints' defense is great. The Dolphins' defense is better. The Saints' offense is good. The Dolphins' offense is better. So I think the Dolphins are just a little bit better of a team. I'm going to pick the Dolphins right now in this game because the Saints, for me, Taysom Hill is a good player. He's just not a good quarterback. And Tua Tagovailoa, he's a good player. I don't love him as a quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But I think he's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Also, the Dolphins' defense is unstoppable right now. So I'm going to take the Dolphins to win against the Saints. So if you guys made it through that, horrific and just crazy episode that I recorded today by myself. Maybe you're sick of my voice. Maybe you love my voice. Maybe you never want to hear me again. That's fine. Whatever. Um, this was the week. Uh, this is week 15 of the NFL season. We're talking about week 14. We're talking about the week 15 right in the middle between those two. This is the week 15 episode of the penalty flag podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ash. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. And, um, I'll see you next time.
This podcast is produced and engineered by me, Chris Ash. The Penalty Flag is co-hosted by Tony Smith and myself, Chris Ash, and our executive producer is Gavin Berger with High Tops Media. You can rate and review The Penalty Flag on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at The Penalty Flag Podcast. And see more of our content with High Tops Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at High Tops Media.